sir, we promised you a great day. Oh, yeah. Andre, the giant. going on this week first of all um welcome to the shoot arrow baby thanks morris um it's me sweet sweet peter rosenberg stat guy greg in europe aka vacation greg aka stat guy gone aka the physically not here aka the physically gone stat guy greg i hope he's having a good time with uh his mom i make that joke because greg loves him avoid vacation boy let me tell you right now when I tell you about the level of international that's happening for this uh, SGG wedding plan, we'll talk about it when he's back. But this man is all over the place. I see. Uh-huh. Um, if you didn't know, if you're listening to this episode and don't know that there's another episode, I dropped two at a time, like a double album, okay? The other episode we dropped is a 35-minute interview with Cody Rhodes. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. So I, I decided to make them two separate because it just didn't make sense. It's too discombobulated. There's the Cody Rhodes interview. And then right now, we'll talk about the week that was for a bit. Um, and then we'll talk to Zelina Vega for a bit. Okay? So you're going to have the recap show here. And it's this isn't going to be an hour-long episode with no SGG. And with what I just gave you, this beautiful, magnificent, major interview with Cody Rhodes. But I do want to hit a few news stories and a few items from the week. I want to thank you guys first of all. And I want to say this. This is a big moment in Cheap Heat. We're having a bit of a push, a bit of a renaissance. I would argue we're having the biggest moment we've had maybe since the Shoemaker era in terms of like the energy I feel around the show again. So if you're feeling it and you're supporting it, I and maybe you're not someone who writes. Maybe you are someone who writes. Here's what I need you to do though. I need you to go to the podcast app on your iTunes vehicle, the iTunes podcast store. I need you to hit a rating, even if you've done it before, and I need you to leave a review. There are some people who, during some of the downtimes we had, 
You know, when things were a little tougher, I was going through some stuff, things were hard. We got some rough reviews in there. You know? And, and, and it's fair. I'm not mad. I mean, I could read you one that's insane and people really have too much time on their hands and it's ludicrous the expectations they have. But okay, neither here nor there. They have the right. There have been times when the show hasn't been at its best and they have the right to say these things. That's fine. That said, I need the true members of the cheap heat universe to counteract that with a whole bunch of five stars and reviews and all that. Cause I spent so much time not caring about it. And I'll tell you what. When I saw us popping back up on the charts again, it started putting a little bit of a battery in my back. I think I had resigned myself to just being like, you know what? I'm too busy. You know, we're never going to have a podcast that's getting numbers like everything. You know, you know, Conrad could interview the Rock and Roll Express in a men's room on the Jersey Turnpike and it would be, you know, it gets six million downloads. And so you start being like, oh, we're never going to compete with that format. It's doing so well. It's. And then I'm like, you know what? Bump that. I love Conrad. He's my a friend. And I listen to all his shows. And I want to kick his ass. Let's kick everybody's ass. What are we doing? This 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 is the best wrestling podcast on planet Earth. It it there's the, the cheap heat universe, the characters between Dipperstein, um what he brings to the table and you know, the random things times we hear from the, the, the shoemakers and the Brian Campbells and the wrestlers that we talk to and the interviews, all of that, in addition to what I think SGG and I are bringing to the table every week, I, it's time. I'm, I'm going the other way. Like I said in the intro, it's, I'm, I'm not tired of being, why am I just resigned? Like, oh, we do it for fun. Yes, yes, we do do it for fun. But if I'm going to do it every week, I want to continue to have the single best wrestling podcast in the world. Sam Roberts, love you. Dead. Conrad Thompson, love you. Overboard. Who else? Shoemaker, double dead. He's a, he's, that's my real friend. V. Brian Campbell, crush. We're going for everyone's neck. Uh, what culture? What is that? Just kidding, not trying to diss what culture. I, I don't really know what it is, but I know it's popular. So I'm just naming the ones that I see around well, and friends of mine, obviously. So friend, foe. Oh, Jericho? You don't think I want to unsee Jericho? I mean, the man's on an incredible run right now as a wrestler, but podcast, I am. He literally doesn't belong in the same room as me as a broadcaster. I, Chris Jericho belongs next to me as a broadcaster the way I belong next to him as a wrestler. Okay, I wouldn't go challenge Chris Jericho to a wrestling match. It would be embarrassing. If he were to try to challenge me to a podcast match, it would be embarrassing. So instead of living in a place where I'm like, oh, let's just no, we're ramping it up. This is this might be we might actually be entering. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. Two It might be shoot era two I don't know if we're ready to enter a new era already. But that's how I'm feeling, Morris. I see. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, don't get too excited. Um, so anyways, that was my spiel about the podcast and all the amazing support you guys have been giving. It's really been fun. And I say a lot of this in jest, but I have gotten motivated and enjoyed how much people have been into it. All the emails at RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. And it's just been cool. I, I realized recently, talking to my therapist, um, about how much joy this show brings me. Truly. Like, comparatively to everything else that I do, this specific show, the audience, you know, I get so much positive reinforcement um, from this show. Like, sincere, real camaraderie. 
which is ironic because when I was at WWE, let's be honest, most of the feedback I got, I was I was a heat magnet. So I got so much hate, which while it was fun because I knew I was doing a good job and I don't mind getting, you know, hate from pencil neck peckerheads, um, not even peckerheads, just pencil neck geeks. While I expect it, I think over time, knowing how sensitive I am as a person, that adds up. And you know, I used to eventually I stopped ever opening social media after pay per views. So it's like the exact opposite with this show, where everything we do just leads to positive feedback and people that we love and running into people. I met, I ran into someone at the World Series. Shout out to the Nationals, by the way, your World Series champions. Ran into someone at the World Series on Saturday. Peckerhead. So, um. All right. I hope you enjoyed Cody. If you didn't listen to it yet, listen to it next. And then coming up, we'll talk to Zelina Vega. I guess the biggest news we should talk about is the fact that, spoiler alert, if you have not watched Crown Jewel, the fiend, Bray Wyatt, is the champion. How do we feel about that? I don't know. Um, I have mixed feelings about it, I suppose. Um, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys if this upsets anyone. Um, oh, well, as we say in the intro, I don't know what to say. I did not get to watch all of Crown Jewel. Um, it has been a challenging week to try to get it all done. This is actually as low wrestling consumption a week as I've had in some time. Um, I have not finished. I don't. I haven't finished any shows this week. I've just watched pieces of them all. Um, no, but I haven't watched NXT at all. So Crown Jewel, I, I, I had it on when I was at work. So I saw you know pieces of the Fiend match. Did not see the entire thing. Um, so I cannot review that as a match. All I can talk about is the outcome and the fiend being champion and what that means and is that good? Um, and things like that. So how do I feel about it? I told you guys initially, I don't like the idea of it. I just don't, I just don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's necessary for the fiend to have the title. All right, before we move on, can we take a moment for Vivid Seats? Yes, Vivid Seats, an online event ticket marketplace, all right? You want to go to an event, you want to go see SmackDown, you want to go see Raw, you want to go to a pay-per-view, you want to go to a concert, a sporting event, get the Vivid Seats app, keep it on your phone, and when you want to go to an event, boom, you find tickets. Amazing prices, okay? An amazing experience in general, an amazing loyalty program, all right? Vivid Seats rewards are incredible, you can earn 10 to 16% credit on all purchases through the app. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app, okay? You're automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program. And all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by 100% guarantee. So if you want a night out, if you want to go to a concert, you want to go see a wrestling show, whatever it is you want to do, the way to do it is through the Vivid Seats app, okay? I guarantee you'll be happy. Guess what? They have 100% buyer guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live events. Vivid Seats. Uh-oh. If you... If you're... Feeling, Uh-oh. if you're feeling fiendish on Fridays, you're gonna love SmackDown because the <laughs> fiend is coming to SmackDown. Um, the the proprietor of Dipper Fiend Ranch, 
Dipperstein, how are you? Uh, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing okay. I'm having a new shower door installed. Oh, you're at home and, right uh, now. It, yes, I am. Well, this is fantastic timing then, isn't it? Yeah, well, sort of. Oh, well. I can't say it's fantastic timing. Why not? It's major Jay's timing. Uh, uh, what are you in the, are you in the middle of doing something private? <laughs> no, I am uh, watching a new shower door be uh, put onto my, uh, my shower. But you just missed me cut a promo at the beginning of, uh, of the show in which I said the show is so good right now. Maybe the best it's been since the shoemaker days. And Oof. I'm starting to a feel, I'm starting to feel that it's actually, um, shoot era 2.0. That's what I'm starting to feel like we're going. Wow. I, I, yeah. The new yeah. shoot era. Yeah. The new shoot era. Can you believe this? So. Wow. That's mage. Have you, have you downloaded yet my, um, 35 minute interview with Cody Rhodes? I was about to the moment I got in my car. All right. You're going to enjoy it. Now, Dipperstein, have you had time to consume wrestling this week? I believe it's been a tough week to, for consumption. I watched, I watched Raw, Monday Night Raw, the longest running cable show in history. Wait, Raw still on? Yeah, Raw, Monday Night Raw. They still aired on Mondays? Yeah. Is Steve, yep, Steve Austin still on years. it? Steve Austin? Once a, well, once a year. He's not, he was he on this week? Mm-hmm. Uh, he might, yeah, he might have been. I don't know. I, uh, in between, uh, naps, uh, you could have missed it. Oh, but John Cena, uh, yeah. John Cena's on it. Mm. So, it is. is there, a t- I, I watched some of Raw. Um, what was, what's the major takeaway? Stack Guy Greg, aka the physically gone, is on vacation, on vacation per usual. The physically gone. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, you're, you're, you're stepping in. Uh, tell us about Oh my, my god, I am, you, oh, ooh, okay. Did you enjoy, uh, was there anything good about Raw? I mean, talk to us. I gotta be honest, the only thing I'm focused on right now is the preparation. For the shower for, door? If, no, for, for, I mean, do you know why the shower door is getting fixed right now? Do you know why? Oh, for the party at Tipperland Ranch? So that you and I don't have to use the same shower. <laughs> oh, were we using the same shower before? <laughs> no. But, I'm, I had to replace the shower door. Wait, but I, but last time I was at Dipperland Ranch, I used the shower downstairs. Yeah. That shower door? My shower door shattered all over my, all over myself. Like, uh, like, like Kurt Angle at King of the Ring. You oh know, my. Whatever. Wait, someone, yeah. <laughs> someone gave you a belly to belly suplex through your shower door? I, yes, I was belly to belly through the shower door. Oh, well, that needs to be replaced. Um, so it was raw, was there, what was the uh, takeaway from raw? Tell us something interesting. I gotta, t- I gotta tell you, and this is like not just me being non-entertaining this week, because I, unfortunately that's, might be the case, but the fact that I literally cannot come up with one thing to tell you from raw is so bad. I can't even, if I see one more authors of pain, bizarre, Sitting down. I mean, is, are they sitting in the same chair as Alistair Black is sitting? Is Alistair Black getting up and then the authors of pain sit down? Are they passing each other in the night? Does one walk in as the other walks out? How does that work? Well, how many different people can be having a chair thing? Everyone has a chair thing. They, they, they can't come up with anything for anybody. So they said, all right, we'll put them in a chair. How was Becky versus Kyrie Sin? Oh, okay. Here's the takeaway. So they're so lazy right now that they that the um, you know Becky's going to do this. I don't know if you guys talked about this already, 
Um, but, you know, Becky's going to do this kind of interim feud with the Kabuki Warriors. Yes, yes. Who showed up, who, who showed up on NXT again. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they Does did. that make any sense? No, it doesn't make any sense. Well, they're, they're, um, they're willing to defend their title anywhere. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but they, they couldn't think of anything to make the Kabuki Warriors heal. So they trot out Paige, who is, you know, how I feel, like impossible to listen to, to cut a promo. And, you know, they they had Asuka missed her in the face, and that's how they turned them heel. I mean, I, I was cheering and clapping for the missing. I lo- you know I love a good missing. Oh, my God. It's a, it's it's I would go to a spa if they would do that to me. At the party at Dipperland Ranch next Saturday, we might have a, a, a missing booth. Oh, my God. you get missed You walk in, and one of the Kabuki Warriors missed you right in the face. Yeah. I'm thinking about having everyone, the second they walk in, you turn to the left, you get misted. And so everyone's walking on the party with green juice running down their face? Yeah. I love it. I gotta tell yeah. you, I gotta tell you, so I only watched some of the show. I'm now looking at the results. Is it a bad sign that like I'm bored just reading the results of the show? Getting through reading it is a lot. It was a really boring show on Saturday. I don't even remember what the finish of the show It's on Monday. I don't, I you don't even know what, you don't even know what day the show's on anymore. Monday, Monday, Monday. I don't even know what, I don't even know what happened at the end. Uh, the close of the show. Well, first of all, I heard the AJ match was good with Carrillo. Oh, yeah. Umberto Carrillo. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, him Umberto and- Carrillo is, is, uh, he's a god. He's a god of wrestling. It, is it intentional that his name rhymes perfectly with Alberto Del Rio? <laughs> Umberto Carrillo, Alberto Del Rio. Um, he, it's, it's, it, Umberto. We love Umberto. He's fantastic. What are you doing? He's the best. Are you doing a Trump yeah. Umberto yeah. impression? Yes, I am. Why would yes, Trump be talking about Umberto? I don't know. I, I I think that it's 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 a funny thing. By the way, if I see Trump <laughs> at UFC 244 tomorrow, you think I should try to get him for cheap? <laughs> oh my god, I'm so jealous that you were going to that. Oh my god. You want you want to come in? I mean, I can't get you a ticket. Oh. It's it's an it's an awful ticket to get. It's impossible. It is, I know. I've heard the UFC heard, 244 ticket is it's psychotic. You're the only person I know that's going. Yeah, no one's not, going because no one can get a ticket. No one can get a ticket. It is. It, it's. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm very excited about it. And and again, everyone, I'm going to be doing a live show with uh, Ariel Helwani uh, on 33rd Street, right by the Garden at Fela tomorrow, five to seven p.m. on ESPN. If you want to come uh, check out the live show and meet us, uh, maybe win tickets to the show. We're giving away a pair of tickets, which is big. But you know, I got to tell you, I'm so excited for the Diaz match. Is the rest of the card, obviously I'll talk to Ariel who knows much more about this t- tomorrow. Is the rest of the card as psychotic as everyone's making the whole night sound? Or is it really just people cannot wait to see Masvidal Diaz? I think that the, um, look, the rest of the card is pretty good, but the, I mean, yeah, it, it's pretty stacked, honestly. Um, but the, the card is such a big deal. You know, it's like Till Gastelum, like that's a big, that's a big fight for sure. You know? The co-main. That's a big fight. The middleweight fight. Yeah, no, um, it's it's big, and no, uh, it's it's big. And the Derek Lewis fight is big. I mean, these are. I mean, Derek it, Lewis is a, he's made of Jays. He's made of Jays, but he's fun to watch. I it's know. Fun to watch him move around the ring. I love watching him. I guess. The, the, I guess that's a big octagon. part. I guess that's a big part of it. Is that the whole card is is fun it's, to watch stuff. It's full of stars. It's full of stars. Yeah. Um, I, I love UFC. You know that I love it. I'm, I'm I'm getting more and more into it by the by the day. But uh, but like in terms of like straight up stars, 
There's no other match besides the main that has two straight up stars against each other. No, it's like star versus Jobert. Yeah, or star of Jays, or star two stars of Jays. Star of Jays versus Jobert. And and guys, I know there are people out there listening who are huge fans. Like, what are you talking about, guys? I'm telling. Yeah, no, no. I'm telling you about who real stars. By the way, no, we're talking about like enough, you know. Right, but I'm talking about stars. If I don't know them, guess what? They're not a star. Because I order, I order probably five, six of these a year. So if I don't know you, it doesn't mean you're not great. You could be amazing, but you're not a star. Because I'm watching enough to know who the stars are. Um, that being said, we've really went off the rails here. Did you watch? Yeah. Did you watch any of Crown Jewel? No, not yet. Do you know what happened? I do know what happened because it was spoiled. I think they should ban. Here's here's what I'm I'm thinking about completely going on social media. That's that. By the way, that's moments away from happening. Oh, your moments. You know. I'm moments. I'm moments. And the purpose is not because I'm tempted to do things stupid on social media because I never did. But the purpose is so I don't see people uh, posting their Instagram stories about wrestling spoilers. People are putting it on their stories? Oh, yeah. Tons of people. I hate that. There is nothing worse than not having seen a show and going on Instagram and seeing people's stories that are spoiling the shows for you. The question. Nothing. If well, you, if hold on, let me speak to the GP universe right now. Go. I'll cut a promo. Go ahead. I'm going to cut a promo right now. If you are watching wrestling and you feel the compulsion to put on your Instagram story the finish of a match or an interesting segment that people who haven't watched it yet would probably like to see live or not spoiled, stop yourself. Stop immediately. Think about what you're doing. You are ruining the joy of wrestling for other marks, and it's wrong, and it's ruining the sport. I believe that we need a Dipperstein shirt that has a picture of you, a picture of your face, and just says, stop yourself. (laughs) There is nothing I hate. Worse than spoilers. Well, who do you know? My question for you is, who are you following? The pro, the, the, you sound like the problem. You're following people. I'm not going to call out names. But I'm, not, I'm they, the problem. How am I the problem? Because you, the, you, the people you consider friends are out of their mind. That's the problem. That's very possible. Um, that that is undeniable. <laughs> so, real, have you watched? Did you watch AEW this week? I watched the first match. <laughs> so you did not yet see the segment of Tony Schiavone and. And Cody in the limo? I saw that. I did see that. Yes, I, I, did. I thought it was gorgeous. It's I, excellent. It it's felt, excellent. It, it was, it was excellent. It felt so different. It felt I gotta so, tell you, so different. It did. It did. The show is doing, from a business standpoint, very, very well. I know that for a fact. You're hearing it? things. It's, I'm hearing things. I'm hearing things. The show is doing very well. So, you, and, and, and you did not yet, oh, I, and I didn't even get to this match yet. The, um, or is this just the dark? Oh, these are the dark spoiler results. Oh, damn it. I didn't even realize that. Um, did you, uh, so you didn't see the contract signing yet? Um, no, I did not see the contract signing yet. I have about an hour and a half to ish left. I have about an, uh, about an hour left of AEW. To watch. The, the, the contract signing is, is really well done. I, I gotta okay. tell you, I'm enjoying yeah. all things Cody. And Jericho, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I'm here for all of it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I cannot miss AEW. I am putting it on first. I, I have raw taped. I have, 
you know, and, and by the way, these are all on Memorix VHSs. I, I still use Yeah, yeah, VHS, you don't use DVR. It's all cassette, right? No, 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 no. I, I, I put in the VHS. I put it in the sleeve. It goes right on the shelf. Um, I, um, I'm saying a lot of them. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm watching AW first. Let's say I have a DVR. My DVR is up. I am watching or on my shelf with the VHSs. I'm grabbing AW first. I'm putting it in. Okay. I'm then taking NXT. I'm putting it in. Okay. Then I'm taking Raw. I'm putting it in. Then I'm taking SmackDown. End of story. Uh, and I know this is similar to your poll a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That, no, I mean, listen. I feel the same way. Can you I believe? Feel the same way. Can you imagine a world that we live in in which Dipperstein and Rosenberg both are thinking AEW first? Can you imagine it? I mean, and, and listen, I'm not trying. I don't think either of us is trying to go overboard and say that AEW no. has reached perfection. You know, listen, no, no one's trying to say Far that. Far from it. But they are, there is something exciting. It'll be interesting there's to see. There's something going on. There's something going Indeed. on. And, 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 and maybe when it slows down, maybe it'll slow down. And if it does, you know, we'll, we'll judge it differently and then really take a look at what we have there. But as of right now, this very moment, it is the most exciting thing. I'm not saying it's a better wrestling show than NXT, but to see what they're doing, I'm, I'm so curious. Um, you know, listen, also, I'm, I'm popping galore for MJF for having a big old Jew right in the middle of my wrestling show. It's tremendous. Love it. I'm having him over. He's coming over for Passover. Is that year. true? Yep. I'm having a Seder. He's coming. We spoke. I cannot wait to see MJF at your Seder. Yeah, and I, I also heard he has an unbelievable collection of lulavs and etrogs. That's what I heard. <laughs> I want to see him hit someone over the head with a lulav. That's my next thing. <laughs> what a limited, what a limited audience for this joke. But what a tremendous! The fact that there has not been a Jewish Extreme Rules match in which someone cracks someone over the back with a lulav is. And, and, oh my god, and you know what I do with the Edgerogue? Here's the thing. Dipperstein's move is, he takes the Lulav, and he hits you over the back with it. I take the Etrogue and I take a bite of it, and I spit it like Carlito in your face. <laughs> and, and by the way, it's, it's all citrus. It's blinding you. 100%, you're blind. And, and now, please just Google Lulav and Etrogue if you're not Jewish. Lulav, I believe you could Google at L-U-L-A-V. I feel comfortable. I think so. I'm not and, I, sure. and, and if you type in Lulav, the Etrog will come out. It will come up next to it. Okay. Um, these are very random Jewish holiday items. Um, have you ever had? What someone... do you do with a shofar? What, what are you doing? What oh you do? my what, god! What would be done with a shofar? Oh, the, you could do a lot of damage with that thing. The the army of the sedge. <laughs> oh, that's coming out. <laughs> you have to. I have to remove that. All right. Oh, Absolutely. Right. I'm removing that. We have to edit it. Yes. Hundred percent. <sighs> Not even think. It's not even a question. All right, all right. It's it's removed. Um. All right. Listen. Uh. We have to get to Zelina Vega. She's calling up the show now. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. She's. I happen to think she's mage, and the Hurricane Rana off the uh, side of the ring is one of my favorite things in WWE right now. And there she, you go. She is. Um. She's really good. She has become a legit big time player in WWE. She is. She is married to a very mage in the Vidge. By the way. Story. By the way, her. Her work husband and her real life husband are like your two favorite men on planet Earth. It's by the way, it's a hundred percent true. They're, my, I mean, I would say they're my two favorites. Yeah, <laughs> in WWE, Andrade and, and Alistair Black are your two favorites, and she has the she both. She associates herself with some mage people. It's a really, it's a really interesting point. 
Um, cause we have to talk to her because Monday Night Raw is, uh, at Nassau Coliseum on Monday. Mm, I've been there. Tickets started just college tw- right across the street. Tickets started just 20 bucks. Did you ever go to Raw when you were living there? Never. How did you not do that? No, I went to like an Islanders game or two. Oh my God. That's about it. And what years were you in college? Uh, 2005 to 2009. Oh my God. You could have seen like Carlito versus Chris Masters, right? Right across the street. Those were my darker years, you know? I know. Well, it was the business's darker years as well. Um, all right. We'll see. I'll see you next week at Dipper Fiend Ranch. Stay mage. You know what you should do, by the way? Uh huh. You, I don't know if you're going to have wings. At your house, if you get if you get any wings or, or chips that were or carrots, you can serve them in a bowl of Dipperland Ranch and serve the ranch right there. What do you think? Oof. What are your thoughts? I would say that uh, the catering is going to be much more high end than that. Oh, charcuterie! <laughs> no, come on, even better. We got real stuff coming on. Uh, real so, stuff coming. I was about to say I was going to roast you if you thought charcuterie was above wings. I was going to absolutely crush you if you said it. What do you think? What kind of person do you think I am? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you if anyone wants any charcuterie tips, talk to Skylar Aston. The greatest charcuterie plate in the face on the is that face of the is earth. that is that true that Skylar Aston's the number one charcuterie man in the biz today? He is the number one charcuterie guy in the biz today. End of story. <laughs> wow. Well, I'll talk to him about that next week. All right, Dipperstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, so long. Good night. Good luck. Good night. Good wait, luck. wait, 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 wait. You know, uh-huh. you know, Crown Jewel spoilers, correct? I do, but I don't know how it happened, and I don't know what the deal was. If it was like a clean pin, I didn't. I don't know what it. I don't know what happened. So if there's not, if there's anything to salvage, then I'll. You know, I also know that Brock beat Kane. Like I, I've seen. I, I know that. I don't. That's all though. I, I don't know anything else. Um, Brock beat Kane by DQ, right, Rey Mysterio? No. Brock no. made him tap. Brock made him tap. Yeah, to the arm bar, that arm gimmick. Brock made him tap to the arm gimmick. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Did you see? And it? then Ray Mysterio came in and hit him with. Oh, it was no, after. And, and then Ray came in and like hit him with a chair, and then he he no sold it, took the chair, and then um, hit Kane like a million times with it. Did you see? Um, it was fine. Did you see any of the highlights of? Uh, Natty, no, Lacey. I saw nothing else. I saw nothing else. I literally saw nothing else except for you know what at the end. You don't even want to say it. I don't. Even, I'm, I'm no. <laughs> no, no. I can't say it. Winner via submission and still WWE champion. Wow. Because when I looked up, I was working. When I looked up, I saw Ray with the chair shots. I assumed they went DQ. Got to tell you. By the way, I know you haven't watched it yet. Very impressed with Tyson Fury in the ring. He really. Yeah, I saw you on the group chat saying that. I, uh, I'm he, definitely going to watch that probably tomorrow. Listen, I'm not saying it won't make you sick. You might be going, what are they doing with Braun Strowman? This is ridiculous. This guy's not a wrestler. But I'm saying, considering the guy's been training for two weeks and he's not a wrestler, he was bumping all over the place. He put in a real effort. Tyson Fury, worth commending, considering the status and the point that he's at in his career. I'm sure it's because he got a huge, huge check, but I was impressed nonetheless. So, all right, Tipperstein, I'll see you next week. Tell uh, Selena Vega I said hello. I will. I will. I'll talk. Okay. Uh-huh. Goodbye. Good night. Um, there he is, straight from Dipperland Ranch. Um, so next week when SGG gets back, we'll do a thorough, more thorough recap. I have to watch the Fiend match properly. I know a lot of you haven't gotten to watch it either and just saw the highlights. So give me a break, all of you, because I know some of you haven't gotten – none of you have gotten to it. You're all with a life. Um, 
but I was, I, like I said, impressed with Tyson Fury. Nice moment between Lacey Evans and Natty Neidhart. Um, Natalia, uh, they shared a nice moment having the first women's match ever in Saudi Arabia. That was actually a kind of touching moment at the end of that match. Um, I watched a little bit of the team Flair versus team Hogan. I'll tell you one thing. If, if the rumors are really out there that Hulk Hogan's going to have another match, he's going to have to at least be able to walk to the ring at a better pace because that did not go well. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I know today's been weird. It's been rushed. I'm going to bring in Zelina Vega now. And next week, I know this was a weird interview week. We'll get to mailbag next week. We'll have stack guy Greg back next week. I'll still reply to your emails. Rosenberg beats at gmail.com. Thank you for all the reviews, all the support, all the love. And now let's bring in. Zelina Vega, who is going to be in the house with all the other Raw superstars this Monday at uh, Nassau, what was Nassau Coliseum out in Long Island. Um, Zelina, welcome. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Um, I'm happy to have you on. Let me get all my information here properly so all of our New York listeners know exactly what's going on. Um, it's going down. Yeah, exactly. It's your backyard. Uh, NYCB live. It's called slash Nassau Coliseum. Tickets are available at the box office and Ticketmaster. They start at just 20 bucks. I still love that building. You've played this building before already, right? I have for evolution. Yes. Oh yeah, of course. I just love this. I old Nassau Coliseum, new one. There's something about the feel of that building to me. That's just like old school wrestling vibes. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's crazy to say like I went there as a child and now to be. You know, for the same event, you know, not to be performing for many that was insane to me. See, uh, that's what I was going to ask you. So you did go there as a kid? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Did you do? All, did you go to all the local venues at some point as a kid? Um, I mean, I went to Madison Square Garden, um, Nassau Coliseum, and then when Barclays Center came out, we we went there as well. So it's uh, definitely like in that New York area, but. I mean, anything I could beg my parents for, really. <laughs> what was, um, what was, what, do you know what year your first show was? Mm, I don't, only because you know, I was really young. My dad took me really young. I want to say like five years old, even. Wow. Long, long yeah. time ago. Yeah. Oh, thank you for making me. Long, <laughs> long ago. Well, at least I didn't do it. At least I didn't do it by talking about how long we've known each other or how long you've been on the grind because it has been. Yeah. I mean, listen, you would not know based on your looks, but you have been here for a minute. This has been going on for a while for you and it must feel pretty cool to now like, you know, be a cemented part of the raw roster it must be pretty cool. It feels incredible. I mean, uh, I've been doing this since 2008, so uh, September uh, 27th, 2008. So it's pretty crazy to think that, you know, it took me about seven years to get to WWE, but, I mean, I was I was focused, you know. I wanted it all my life. So it's, you know, insane to see my face, you know, on, on you know, in, I guess like when they do like, you know, uh, what's it called? Like just showing, like oh, like you know, superstars are going to be here from Raw and SmackDown to see my face next to your eyes. <laughs> it's you know, it's, do you, are it's you, crazy because are you on any trucks yet? Me. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. eight-year-old you would freak out. There is a truck. There's an Andrade Zelina yeah. truck. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very very cool. And I always thought that uh, when you were with TNA, I really always thought your your time would come. And I know you had tryouts before, and you, the opportunity just wasn't there then. Um, did you all? Did you always think that it would come back around and there would be a shot at the big, the biggest stage, or were you happy at TNA and thought if this is it, this is it? Um, I don't think I've ever been um, 
completely satisfied. I, I want to say it's probably the right way to say it. I, I always wanted more, and I always felt like I feel incomplete. Like, I was always happy, but I felt incomplete, and I felt like I needed to keep pushing through. And I think at one point when we did uh, Fighting With My Family, when we recorded that, that's when I thought, okay, you know, we're doing this at the Staples Center. It was an incredible feeling. I loved it. But I was playing A.J. Lee, and I wanted it to be me. So I, I had thought, you know, I was grateful for the opportunity. I thought, you know, if, if this is all um, I'm ever going to do at WB, I was incredibly proud and happy to do it. But deep down inside, I'm like, I, no, i got to keep fighting for this. So it's, it's pretty wild. I mean, to go from saying, you know, I've wanted this since I was a kid to now saying, like, wow, I'm actually in this spot here. And, you know, we, we did WrestleMania, and, and I got to even Madison Square Garden, and I got to say, wow, like I was sitting in that part right there with my parents or with my brother, and it's, it's still wild to me, man. How many I, – I know your brother supports you all the time. How much family do you have out from Queens that comes to the shows when you're local? <laughs> Uh, we have a bunch of crazy Puerto Ricans coming to the show. <laughs> Don't um, say any. You're not Puerto Rican. You're Mexican. Shh. According to who? <laughs> Wait, is, is your character supposed to be Puerto Rican? Yes, and that's that's the beautiful thing is that they've always supported um, the real me. Like, there's, you know, I'm Zelina, yes, but I'm from Queens. I'm Puerto Rican, and, and you know, they've always um, been very open to having me uh, represent that, which I, I think is beautiful that I got to represent Mexico. I mean, we have the legends that came from there, you know, Ray Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, even my own partner, you know, but... Of course, I, but it's I, not I, you. I needed to, right, and I needed to, to rep my own as well. So yes, I guess, you know what, well, that's my bad. I just always assumed with old school wrestling that you being with a Mexican <laughs> performer, they were just like, just throw her in as Mexican. But, um... Greg Hamilton, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> um... But um, I'm, I'm, that's dope to, to, to hear and for you to get to have that, especially in New York, because like there is such a big, you know, Puerto Rican, New Yorican fan base mm -hmm. of, of pro wrestling. Like it is so culturally yeah. a thing here. Absolutely. And one person that's always really supported that is Paul Heyman. Um, I would say back when I had my first few tryouts, I remember him saying to me at one point, um, I've seen your work and I love it and just keep fighting. And, you know, like I, I want to bring the real you out one day. And, you know, that was maybe 2013, maybe. And I remember thinking, wow, I think, I think he has me confused with someone else, but that's still really cool. <laughs> and then uh, later on, he'd be like, no, I think I can bring like a Rosie Perez out of you. I think we, we have so much more here. And then this last promo that I did um, this past Monday after, uh, Catalina attacked me. It was, he's like, I want you to just be you and bring out the anger that no one has seen from you. Like, just, just be you. And it was, it was crazy to say, like, you know, I have guidance under Paul Heyman of all people, you know what I'm saying? So it's, uh, again, eight year old is kind of going, wow, this is real life. This so real. <laughs> what do you, what do you do then to keep that? What what do you, what do you what is eight year old Thea? How do you hold on to that without getting used to it every day? I mean, this is now your life. You're you you uh, mm -hmm. you met your husband there. You guys have a life there. Like everything becomes sort of what you do. And while it's amazing, it's very easy to get used to it. How do you all tap yeah. into that repeatedly? Um, to be honest, it's I still have um, <laughs> I still have some of my old T shirts that my dad bought me from the shows that we went to, whether it was an MSG or. Uh, Nassau Coliseum, and I still have those. It was like a Hardy Boy shirt. Um, it's always it's always a Hardy Boy shirt in your age range. Well, I feel like I mean, it's always a Hardy Boy yeah. shirt. <laughs> yes, completely. And then uh, an old you know WWF shirt. And I still have the Team Extreme foam fingers. And, and sometimes I feel like 
you have to you have to go back to that and look at those old pictures and you have to and one person that's always really like ingrained that in my brain is Dwayne. Um he's always said, you know, this is something that you wanted for so long, but you need to just be present in the moment and, and feel like how grateful you are and just focus on that. He said, because you're not gonna have many moments just you know, you're gonna be running around crazy and, you know, being pulled in different directions, but just take a moment to, to just be in it and feel like the eight year old self that you were. And, and just appreciate it. I, I never really thought about how you must have felt so blessed to play the AJ character. And obviously you do. For people who don't know the story, I, I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people do. But you doing that movie and getting the role as AJ led to your relationship with mm-hmm. The Rock. He helped get you on the right path and guided you a bit. And everything sort of unfolded from there. But in that moment when you're playing AJ, I can't imagine – that feeling, though, of feeling blessed to be there, but also, let's be honest, she was a contemporary of yours. That must have also felt annoying to some degree. Like, I'm I'm playing a contemporary <laughs> in a movie. I could do this for real. <laughs> yes. Um, the funny thing is, uh, I've, I've known AJ, We maybe about, she started in New Jersey. I was in New York. And, you know, we've always, we've had cross paths, and she was always really great and really sweet to me. But when, uh, you know, obviously I went one way, and she went to WWE, but... When I had gotten the call initially, it you know because it took I was uh, on my seventh trial maybe or sixth trial and WWE said no not right now it's not the right time, and um, I had just been turned down for a part for Spider Man and I was I was texting him like dude I'm on my last like line here I don't know what to do I'm really just to quit everything and just do you have any I you know guidance or something and he's like give me a few days I, I have something for you, and when he told me I was he's like yeah you're gonna be playing my Divas Champion and of course I'm not really processing all of this quite yet. And then he said, AJ Lee. And I was like, Oh my God, I can do this. I know I can do this. And, um, but you never really know until you step into that person's shoes. Like you have to mentally, like he really showed me how to like separate Thea and enter AJ, enter another person. And it was, you know, I remember at times at training, he'd be like, okay, well, um, cut the promo for me right now. Just, just go you know, and, and feel it. He's like, I want you to be completely her, talk like her, move like her. I want you to be AJ in this moment, go. And you have to just adapt and, and really feel how somebody like that would be feeling in that moment and why. And that's why I went and talked to a bunch of people that, you know, she was working with at the time. And, and what was her mindset? What was she going through? What was she feeling? You know, so it was, it was a lot deeper than just a promo and a match. But, you know, that's something that, you know, the Rock is really good at. I mean, if you've ever seen his promos or anybody who's seen his matches, like you see the passion that goes into everything he does, and he was great at showing me how to do it. And 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 great at being a producer because, like, I'll be honest, I was not expecting that movie to be good, and it was so good. <laughs> like the first time I saw Paige after I saw the movie, I was like, "Yo, that movie! There's a movie about you that's like actually a really good." movie like through and through if you haven't seen fight in my family yeah. and then the fact that it it's the beginning of where we are now which is you being on raw every week with andrade and i'll let you go in a second again you can catch uh zelina and andrade monday at the coliseum tickets available now all uh all my new york people to go so go out and support us a, a fellow queens native but um yes <laughs> but uh, what how how much of a desire do you have to do regular in-ring work or are you enjoying the limited ways that that comes now and being uh, the voice, if you will, of Andrade? Well, I mean, I, I really love both. And, and here's the thing. I fell in love with wrestling, and that's what I wanted to do for a long time. But I didn't realize how much I was actually going to fall in love with the 
manager side of it as well. And, you know, looking at the people such as a Paul Heyman or, or Sherry or even Molina, you know, it's something that I really just stick my teeth into and I, I really love it. But I think there's also a balance of keeping your credibility as a manager, but also uh, wrestling as well, which is possibly something that you're going to see on Monday. So hey I now. say for everybody who's coming out, you're going to see a little surprise. Now, okay, I'm into it. And also, <laughs> even if you do, like I hope you have a little run as a wrestler, I do. I can't say that for anyone who I know personally, I root for them to wrestle versus the job you have now. Because I think in terms of long-term sustainability, this is just such a good role. And I love, because you are a wrestler, you have the opportunity to be a Bobby Heenan, to be a Sherry Martell, because what made them the illest managers is that is that they could all bump like wrestlers. And Absolutely. you have that opportunity to be that much better because you're an amazing mic and you're so good talking, but you can bump as well as anyone. So I think it puts you in a great situation either way. But no matter what, uh, I'm very proud every time I've seen you. It, this, this, this run Thank has you. been awesome to watch from a distance, and uh, I look forward to seeing it on Monday. Thank you so much. I can't wait. I mean, like I said, Monday is going to be a hell of a night. So everybody show up. I mean, you got the, your best raw superstars. I mean, it's me and Andrade. That should be enough to come out to the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Zelina, thank you. I'll see you around, okay? See you, man. It's professional wrestling.